Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Castle Rock Season 1 Episode 8, it is called Past Perfect, so full spoilers for the episode as always. So first things first, Jackie Torrance kills someone with an axe in this episode. Yeah. You don't look thrilled by this news. Because it's cool but it feels a bit too, hey look at this. I'm okay with it. That slow reveal where the camera just pans out and we see who it is and then we see it's an axe she used. Gold. But I thought earlier in the episode there's a bit where the, the, the character says to her, oh, you know your axes. Yeah, that was funny. I thought that was funny and that was enough. <laughs> nah, see that? that nah, it's Chekhov's gun. The axe was presented. It had to be used. No, no, but it was used for a joke already. That that was its purpose in the scene. It, it, it It's... it's gunliness had been fulfilled oh sure but it wasn't just used for a joke the second time it was used for plot reasons as well it was it was but i don't know it felt it felt too on the nose to me i don't know i was i I was into it i i started laughing hysterically when i saw she'd killed someone with an axe i thought that was really funny but uh we actually got like almost like a short film at the start of this we got like a good six seven minutes dedicated to the couple who were buying lacy's house we saw them you know in a scene or two uh, a few episodes ago where when molly was selling them the house I did not expect such a deep dive into these two characters at the start of this episode. Um, to its credit, though, I had some fun <laughs> with with what they were doing here. Because um, they introduced the guy at his work. He was a, he's a professor, and you know he's hearing this guy's pitch about his you know his philosophy on something or other. And he ends up getting up and says, "Oh, I, I remember you slept with my wife," and then starts beating the shit out of him. And clearly, that's why they have to move, right? And they move, and I appreciate it as well because it's you see they're setting up a bed and breakfast, right? And you see all these mannequins that they've got when they're moving in. And you're like, what the hell's with the mannequins? What's yeah. happening? And the reveal is is that they're setting up a bed and breakfast that has a murder theme because of all the weird shit that's happened in this town. Yeah. And he's very enthusiastic about all this to the point that when the the first couple who come to visit the place aren't interested in the trivia or the tour or the or anything like that they're, they're just both cheating on their spouses because they asked them you know how long they've been married and they're both different 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 amount of years yeah. uh but, and of course he's still upset that someone slept with his wife and she's trying to like patch the the marriage together and it looks like i thought it was going to go crazy in that scene it looked like he was ready to just 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 he did, fly off yeah. the handle and it's not until later on where he's, he's lying in bed and he hears them having sex uh, and then we cut ahead and the wife gets up and walks into the room and he's just butchered the two of them uh, and then later on we see that they're disposing the body and we get some down, downright magical scenes with Henry towards the end uh, I always enjoy some very gruesome accidental stabbings of, of oneself fair enough well, I don't know yeah. there's something about someone swinging and missing and then stabbing themselves in the neck that just it's really amusing to me in a really dark way <laughs> but what can I say what can I say? But that's yeah, that was a whole thing. That was that was like the the first like six seven minutes was the the, the story of this pair, and yeah. what they were doing, um, and I think if nothing else, it tells us that the house or or not the house, but the kids' influence is almost like a residue. It seems like it's still in that house. Yeah. Uh, in some and all, obviously they find all these paintings that Lacey was doing of the kid. Um, and when Henry finds them later on, obviously he sees that they're all dated, going all the way back to the early 90s, 
And he's like, so this is him learning that he's he's not aged in all this time because the paintings yeah. look the exact same over twenty seven years. Uh, so so yeah, but there's you know we're getting some some fun stuff. I mean, that was probably my favorite stuff in the episode for the most part. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Henry coming home and finding Pangborn lying there. There was some fun tension, of course, as he's looking around the house and he's we're not sure, you know, is he still there? I mean, is she still there? You know, is is mm-hmm. is his mum still there? I, I don't know. Um, and then we kind of like find out things gradually, and you know, it's from there. And and Wendell, he gets so scared about everything. I do think it's interesting that the, the cop insinuates that he's the reason that all this bad stuff keeps happening. When we know the kids, well, at least we think the kids the reason for all this stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, do we do we know it's him and not and not Henry? I mean, surely the kid was locked up, but Henry was gone. Yeah, I mean, is, is the argument there that because he's been around all these people in death row, all the negative energy's funneled into them, and therefore, yeah, maybe that—that's why he could never win a case. That's why he kept losing. Um, no, I mean, I think I think that's there to tease that he's responsible. I don't think he actually is, though. I, I think no, it's, no, that's fair. I, I I agree, but it's more for the dichotomy of comparing him to the kid, and it does it does line up if you wish to yeah. to. To, to think that that's a possibility at the uh, minute, and of course we should we have to mention Molly comes and rescues him from the uh, the the RV with the, the sound room. Yes, and we see that the oh, I forgot his name already. The the, the deaf guy, he, he's dead. He's lying there dead in the, Odin. Odin, oh, there you go. Uh, he's lying there dead in the forest, and he's not really sure how to comprehend what what he was seeing. He, he felt like he was in there much longer than he was, but the one thing that comes out of it uh, concretely is that he basically says to Molly, you're not crazy. Like, I believe you now. Like, I believe yeah. there's more stuff going on. Uh, which is good because Wendell, you know, after he's, he's kicked off onto the bus because now, now of course, Henry's terrified that something may happen to him, he hears the sound. He hears the, the ringing. And he, he ends up getting off the bus and walking back towards town. So, which of course he was going to do because he has to be around for the stakes. Yeah, it would have felt weird if if, if you know... He just left. Just introduced yeah. like what two episodes ago. Yeah, so yeah, he has to be here for the finale. We're 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 in the final act. We we have to be dealing with this stuff. It makes a lot of yeah. sense. And that that's part of my picture. I I didn't really enjoy this episode all that much. Mm. And part of it is so much of it feels like a distraction, a bit of a detour. You know, all all this stuff with the the couple and the motel. And, you know, like it's all fine in theory, but at this stage in the season, we've got two episodes left after this. Mm. It felt like just this whole extra thing to to just it's just to to waste an episode. I don't know. I I enjoyed the motel stuff with the couple well enough that I wasn't sitting, you know, begrudging that it was taking this time. Um, Joy is I think is we we had like a really good episode last week and the the show's been building and it's been doing this thing where it likes to do, hold off on its cliffhangers, right? It likes to yeah. show us and then okay, we'll come away for two episodes. This to me felt like they wanted to stay away from Ruth for the episode and tease some stuff, which we get at the end, right? Yeah. We get that tease. But they didn't really have another thing to fill it with, so they're like, "Well, let's just do something else for an episode." That's kind of the feeling I got, and it, I, I felt them treading water a little bit. I enjoyed the something else, so I'm not that fussed, I guess overall. Um, I especially loved actually after the wife accidentally stabs herself and Henry runs out the house because he's like, "Shit, I'm getting out of here." Uh, I love the 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 real time kind of in the background you can see the husband chasing down the stairs after him after he's like he's, he has a moment of shock because his wife's dead yeah 
but you can just see him running down the stairs and coming towards the car door. And it was one of those things where I thought, oh, we're going to get the cheesy, he drives away at the last second. No, 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 he's, as soon as he shuts the door, the guy's up at the, the window and he's like having to fight his knife away from him and, and stuff. Mm. Uh, I appreciated the the hectic, sort of visceral chase there. Uh, it was so no, simple. I, I, I appreciate how that was done. Uh, the tease the tease with, with um, his mum was actually quite good, though, because uh, he gets the phone call from the priest and he's like, oh, your mum is here. And she asked if Pangborn was alive this time. That's a very yeah. interesting sentence. It's like she knows she's jumping between times. She's trying to change things. Yes. Is he alive this time? That is very interesting. What I find even more interesting is that I'm wondering if the kid also sees time like she does. Hmm. And the reason why I say that, well, there's two possibilities here. So, so Molly gets all these flashes, right? And she's kind of freaking her out, and she goes by to Henry. She wants to see Henry, but she notices that her old house, her old house, which she owns technically right now, that's the one she was fighting her sister with. Which, by the way, it's weird that Alison Tolman was her sister and we've not seen her since. Like, she's such a small part of the show. Uh, which, by the way, totally has me convinced they're doing a Fargo thing where some of the small characters may be big characters next season. Because we're still in the same town. Uh, yeah, we, but we know it's a full-blown anthology now. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we're not going to have any characters from... No, from... no, it doesn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it makes Because Fargo's like an anthology, but we still, we still have oh, characters I mean... popping up. No, that's why. Yeah, I think... Because they'll want to shift away from most of our main cast. I I, I think I think uh, I think Jackie might stick around because I think Jackie's been here a fair bit, but it's not enough to justify having Jane Levi. Uh, I think also as a character, she hasn't really done anything all season. Yeah, I feel like she's here to stay probably, and I think I don't know if we'll see. I mean, Molly might be dead. We'll get to that in a second. But Molly's sister, I can totally see her turning around and being like a main character, if not next season, like season three. Like, oh, this is why we cast Alison Tolman, because we had yeah. something planned for that character. No, I think Jane Levi's a really obvious one, though, because like you say, she's a, a reasonably and, sized name. And, and I feel like, I mean, I can almost see the thing where she never even really gets her own main plot. She's just this constant small character the through line yeah, yeah throughout i could see that happening unless they do like a proper fargo thing where they start jumping through time in which case you would have a completely different cast but if it's set in the same town it makes sense that a couple of the faces would be around yeah yeah definitely because henry will probably move away if he survives and he'll take his son with him uh if molly does somehow not die maybe she'll go with him you know like there's reasons why a lot of the characters will disappear yeah but yeah, anyway, uh, so yeah, so so Molly finds the kid in there, and the kid's like, "Oh, I know you. You know me." And she's like, "No, I don't." And then he, he starts telling all these these intimate details. Oh, I used to sit at that window. I used to do this. I used to paint your nails. Blah blah. blah play this music. Uh, I was out there in the forest, and that you were out there. That's where you. That's where you died in the past tense, right? And so I see two possibilities here. Now, obviously, we we catch a quick glimpse at one of her flashes. We see her as an adult lying there dead. So one, and I think this is more far-fetched because we know she's aged, is that she's kind of like the kid in some way, where she 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 died in the past and then became her like went into this other kid's body and has grown up. That's more far-fetched, right? Yeah. Or two, he's kind of like Ruth and he sees time out of order, and he's already seen her death. Possibly. Um. So that's the thing, unless. That said, if he's aware that it's out of order, that he wouldn't necessarily use the past tense when he says, "That's where you died." Yeah, that's so, where you die is is more threatening, right? Yeah. 
that's why you die it's very clinical yeah i feel i feel like he yeah i feel like he's not even trying to threaten her here he's, he's just stating a fact <laughs> yeah because even though he may be evil incarnate and he causes a lot of awful things i don't necessarily get the feeling that he feels the need to actually try and scare someone like that no no the question is does he realize he's seeing things at a time does he realize yeah, he that's not, not yeah. normal yeah that's a good point you may not know you may not know and it obviously uh, raises some things with henry as well the idea that he he openly talked to him or says to him in this episode i waited for you for 27 years <laughs> yeah yeah and there, there was the moment as well when when henry's going through all the the paintings yeah of, of the kid in in lacy's house oh yeah he's he gets very, to one of them yeah it's a very rough drawing and he's wearing what is is the the same the same top that he was wearing that, that when he was missing yeah 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 implying that they cross paths uh yeah back in the day uh also so i think it's uh, molly mentioned something about i saw you be rescued from like a, a cell or a cage as if he was trapped and in that time he was missing yeah he was trapped somewhere someone had, had him captured and did they let them go did it did they let henry go i don't know uh was it was it intentional i, I wonder if they tested him and then when they realized he was not the evil one do you, know, do you know what I am I'm going back to as well? Right at the, the first episode, they asked Henry, what, what was your, what's your earliest memory? Mm-hmm. And he talks about it, and it was it was in the car, right, with Alan. Yeah, after, after, he, after yeah. he was rescued. That, it's implying that he doesn't really have any memories before. Well, that, that goes back to some of my crazy theories from last week, or the week before, where I was saying that uh, either he he was not the henry who was here before he he like almost like either his mind yeah. was wiped he is a hen henry from a, an alternate universe or time because we've been talking about you know the time schisma and all that mm. um and that's why i can't remember any of that stuff um so that, that was one of my more crazy theories is that he's just yeah I, i'm trying to think how he ties in with the the kid is it is it like a because the kid knows things about molly here right mm-hmm. and obviously last week we spoke a lot about how okay he knows a lot of things that that henry's father would know but a lot of them are also things henry would know so you're thinking they swapped i don't know if necessarily straight up swapped but more splintered like there there was kind of two two they were the the same person almost so where did the adult body of the kid come from that he's been in for 27 years i don't know that could be some sort of ritual that, that, that that Lacey had going on uh maybe um i wonder if it is like almost a straight swap as of in some kind like what what if you know we're seeing these flashbacks of how awful henry's father was from his perspective uh, even though it's not him remembering them but just you know from the perspective of he's the evil one but what if he knew his son was like, satan incarnate so it so he did something to to flip yeah yeah maybe to flip them or or, or oh, here, here's something right so go on my idea that it's Henry from a different world, and maybe maybe the one that we have now isn't the same Henry, but it is the same Henry from before. What if enforcing him to try and listen to the schisma, and you know, because he's got a better connection than even he does, the voice of God, blah blah. What if enforcing that he invited like another version over, like a, an evil version that's that is the kid essentially, and then somehow that ended up in the kid as a body, in maybe. whatever way. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly, but all, like. Uh, you know, we, we obviously mentioned last week how he knows all the things that that, that Matthew would have known, but he knows a lot of things about Molly in this episode. 
right? And and yet maybe it is okay. He just sees time differently, right? He can yeah. see this this bedroom, you know, thirty years ago. Or does he just know these things? Yeah, because I would explain it if he was just in that room before and he sees if he sees time out of order, then he just saw some of this there sure. then right yeah. now. But a lot of it was was personal details that that Henry might have known. Yeah. I mean, that said, we've already played with the idea that it is, uh, is Matthew, and Ruth recognised him as Matthew, and he spoke yeah. to her as Matthew. So, as much as I, I enjoy getting on that little flight of fancy, I'm still more inclined to think it's Matthew than it is... I, I am too. But Henry some version. of it doesn't really line up as what I would have expected Matthew to to know about Molly, right? Hmm. Like, you know, like the, the stuff like, oh, yeah, okay, the, the, the bed was over here, sure, but... Oh, you listen to this music. You painted your nails this color. You know, they're the sort of things I don't think he'd have noticed. Yeah, I feel. What if it's not so much that he's, he's like the reincarnated of of Matthew or whatever? What if, what if it is just purely he picks up on signals through the schisma, and he takes on the traits of certain personalities at different times depending on where he is, mm. depending on what his surroundings are, and. So he was more Matthew at the house, but here he's he's more he's more Henry because Henry had more of a presence at this house. Uh it could be. Or something like that. I don't know. Um Yeah. But it's definitely something going on. Definitely something. We've got two episodes left of this this season. Uh and I'm sure this will all be wrapped up. Um and then we can we can keep Jane Levi for another season, even if everyone else leaves. Uh I feel like the warden might stick around as well. The warden at Shawshank. Yeah, I haven't had any of her in a while. Nah, it's been a while, and I'm thinking maybe she's done for the season, but we'll get her back next year when she's you know it's relevant again to go back to the prison. Yeah, it makes sense that Shawshank itself, as a as a location institution, would stick around because you know it's a it's an iconic thing. It makes complete sense. I mean, you know, the show's called Castle Rock. We have to be in the town. So again, unless we're jumping in time and we're doing a season in the eighties or the seventies, which, which I can see, I can see us doing. Okay, let's follow one of Alan's adventures as a, as oh, a yeah. cop. Right, I could, I could totally see that as well, uh, and get a you know a younger Ruth and and so on. Yeah, yeah. All, all the, the the stories that you know the you know the, all the the news clippings that that uh, that, that Jackie is, has, you know, the, the history of the town. I can see us experiencing some of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if they could do a thing where it's like still set present day, but like it's like a fifty-fifty thing where the, the flashback is really important to what's you know it's you know it's a twenty-seven-year cycle. Back around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you, you've got both sides of it. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it works. It 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 fits the material. Or even longer, maybe you know, double that. You know. Yeah, do whatever you 54, want. Fifty-four, as long as it works. Um. Uh, yeah, I think something. Would that take us back to the fifties? Almost. Ninety-one. But- Minus twenty-seven. Uh, sixty-four. Early sixties, yeah. Uh, well, I, I just like the idea of seeing like the town in the fifties and sixties, like that kind of time period. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. But hey, uh, but um, no, I mean, I enjoyed the episode well enough. I, I, I enjoyed all the couple stuff. So, as much as I kind of that... right, it kind of sidesteps what feels like the main plot right now. I never felt like it was lacking in. in like the fun i guess fair enough i thought that stuff was fine but i found myself kind of going yeah but where's 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 my stuff that we've been building like i i felt the the, the pacing of the season kind of drag okay okay um i'm more positive on it I, I i i don't think it's as good as the last two episodes which have both been really solid mm. I, but i think it you know i don't think it's like 
the lowest by any means. I think I probably like it more than the first, you know, like three or four or whatever. Fair enough. If you want to, you know, rack them up like that. But uh, that's that's where we are. Uh, but no, so we got two episodes left. Um, and apologies, the review was is a bit later this week. Um, scheduling got in the way and, and things. We're running very behind this week in pretty much everything. But uh, here we are. So uh, we'll be back next week with episode 9. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz at channel, uh, for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailedfuzztv. Uh, you can go over there, you can get stuff early, you can get some bonuses. And just like a warm, fuzzy feeling, uh, a mildly fuzzy feeling, you might say, in the pit of your stomach for helping us out and keeping the reviews coming. But that is us, so thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?